Good morning. This is Joe Clovis on the early show, sitting in for Fiera, Fiorella Demarie. And we're coming to you from a, a very grey, a little bit grey, cool Britain. Yet, it's a great day. Why? Because it's the Feast of the Guardian Angels today. And if there's anything that can animate you, should be your Guardian Angel. We're also going to be speaking to you about this month, which is the month of Mary. And it's not just that. I've, I have a guest, a very special guest, very special to me. But if there's anything that I say that stirs you, good. And if it stirs you to call me, you can call on 844-527-8723. And the Crusade channel is open for your comments criticisms, and hmm, thoughts. Um, so, I'd like to welcome you all to this feast day of the Guardian Angels. Now, we all have a Guardian Angel. The Lord has given us a Guardian Angel for good reason. To protect us, to, to escort us, to help us and guide us to our salvation. Isn't that incredible? I hope you all use your guardian angel, or what I say use, rely on your guardian angel for the difficulties that you encounter in life. If you don't, you should start now, because they may be your first hope, I suppose, of staying on the right, getting and staying on the right track. But uh, you would be um, really, really rather amiss if you don't take advantage of this blessing that the God has, that uh, Lord has uh, has given you all. Now, this is the month of October, and it's our Ladies' Month. And as you know, I have an affinity, a real deep affinity and love for Our Lady, and I organize various events where we pray the rosary. This is mainly to do with life, but, but other things as well. Um, the, the whole life issues on abortion and all of the culture of death is something that I am very much engaged in, in battle um, with. And um, Our Lady in this month has really, I think, given me, given us all, an opportunity to demonstrate our love for her and to engage with her because she is she's headed up operations as far as dealing with the, the, the folktale fiend that plagues us daily. But there's something else. I, as you know, as many of you know, I have nine children. And one of the things that we did, well, one of the things I noticed that I needed to do was to basically to keep them off balance. Why? Because the world wants them. And even probably it's more profound and obvious now that the world wants our children. But when I would say 20 years ago, when they were young, I realized that I needed to keep them off balance in as much as they need to be engaged with something constructive, productive and holy. And so one, this is one of the reasons, another one of the reasons why I got involved, not just in the pro-life movement, but also with EWTN and the Neocatechumal Way, um, because the Neocatechumal Way has an extremely powerful, wonderful, an important way of helping the family develop. Um, and with these other other two events I was involved in, as you can imagine, 
um, we we listened to EWTN a lot, and we went on these events for on the life issues a lot, and also the um, the, the Family Life International, which I was part, which I'm part of. In fact, we have a conference next month. No, it's gosh, this month. Um, so our children were always working with us, and so they didn't get so distracted with the things that were happening in the world. And why am I telling you this? Because I'd like to introduce you to Josephine, my eldest daughter. And she did something yesterday which really touched my heart. After Mass in Our Lady of Pity, she had organized um, a session where she would be teaching people about the rosary. I didn't, I was, I was really quite amazed. She had spoken about things like this, but she actually started this. And I was thinking, wow. And I went and listened, and I was totally blown away. You probably think, yeah, because she's your daughter. But what she was saying was really profound. And I would like to, um, I'd like her to speak to you, to you all, to the world, to, because she gives a perspective that is it's obviously different from mine. So, Josephine, welcome to the Crusade Channel and to the early show and to the listeners all around the world, but predominantly in America. Good morning. Thank you, Father Dearest. <laughs> um, you have to speak a little louder because, you know, they are... They're, 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 they're making their breakfast and they're kind of, you know, trying to organize the children. So, you know, you have to um, yeah. speak above that. Um, well, I, I suppose I, I can start a little bit by talking about the uh, the guardian angels, because actually, yes, today's the feast. And well, you could you I could thought, actually talk about why you, you were... You know, you were you're doing this, or why you're even oh. <laughs> okay? Okay, I've invited you to speak. Yeah. But what's you know? Yeah. Um. Well. Um. So I suppose for me, the rosary. Um. Yeah. I. I decided to do these talks because I read a very small book <laughs> a while ago. And this small book, maybe some listeners have heard of, um, and it's called The Secret of the Rosary um, by St. Louis de Montfort, yeah. uh, Marie de Montfort. <laughs> and uh, it really did change my perspective of the rosary. And in some ways, it really sort of, opened my eyes and really reaffirmed a lot of what the saints had said I think um who who said well and also our lady of course and our lady said you know the the rosary is the weapon for our times um and after reading this book I did I I, I realized how powerful the rosary was um and obviously, I, I was very grateful to my parents and but encouraging tell, but tell us. Me what was your perspective before? Because you said you, you you changed your perspective. What oh. was what, what, what were you thinking before? Well, I suppose I I just knew it as a prayer that we had to say, and it wasn't. Um, I I don't really remember much of 
any kind of enjoyment in praying it when we were growing up. I just knew that we had to say the rosary. Um, so well, this is a, this is a lesson for me. Okay, I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm not a young I'm not a young parent anymore. <clears throat> um, but as a grandparent, I can I can learn from this because it would seem yeah. just from what you've just said there that mm. we, your mum and I, didn't actually tell you anything more about the rosary than mm -hmm. just to say the rosary yeah listening to you say that now has yeah. made me realize that mm -hmm. and i hope listeners that you know you can learn from this as well because this is the whole thing about the rosary is to learn of the learn of what it is we're doing why we do this yeah. so if i'd engendered a, 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 maybe a deep knowledge you would have picked it up quicker i, I mean i don't mm -hmm. know we all have a different uh, journey to go on, but continue. What from your your transformation or your change? Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, like I said, there were a lot of things that we had to do in growing up, and I sort of labelled it as something that you just it was part of the routine, so you got into that routine. Um, however, in uh, yeah, no, I would say after I read this book and. It really explains in detail the different about the rosary, but also like with anything, there's a story behind it. And the rosary has a very beautiful story. And it also has a story of um, it's, it's it, well, Our Lady brought the rosary to, to St. Dominic. And well, I suppose, we, <laughs> well, um, so... <laughs> What happened was it was in the year 1214 when St. Dominic was in France and he saw the Albigensians, who were the, the people at this time, uh, preaching and carrying out their Albigensian heresy. Um, this I'm, I'm sure they didn't see it as a heresy. Of course, <laughs> the yeah. Details. Yeah, and, um, but... So, so what the heresy was, was they believed that anything spiritual was good and anything of the physical nature was bad. And so acts like suicide was a good thing because it freed the spirit from the body and any life creating acts were bad. So, um, which obviously for many many of us many catholics you know it does it sounds quite strange and automatically we can see the heretical nature of that but um for them it was very much their their truth their reality and so saint dominic was quite distraught by this and he wanted to change their their understanding and um so he withdrew to a forest near to toulouse and there he did harsh penance, prayer and fasting. And he he did this to such a point that he fell into a coma. Wow. And in that coma, Our Lady appeared to him. And she, even just the words that the book says, um, she asked him, you know, what does, does he know what what he can use to help convert these people um and he said of course as a humble saint 
he has absolutely no idea and obviously our lady would know and so our lady responded the battering ram this is what she says in the secret of the rosary she she uses the rosary at that point wasn't called the rosary it's called the angelic psalter and she renamed well she said to saint dominic do you know the battering ram that i want you to use in order to convert hardened sinners and saint dominic's and then she said you know it's my angelic psalter and then saint dominic arose with zeal and he went to the cathedral in the town and at this point a storm was brewing and quite a quite a a very um an atmospheric storm yeah, or, or a, a it was atmospheric but i imagine it was even spiritual in nature because it was clearly one that was that caused the people fear and at that same time the angels were ringing the bell and so th this action encourages the faithful to go to church when they hear the bells ringing that it's a, a time a time to go and to um listen to what wh whoever's preaching has to say so i imagine this storm was brewing and so people were a little bit fearful so that also encouraged them to go to the church to um which was where the bells were ringing and listen to this sermon that said dominic preached and I don't want to get did, it. did he use the term the battering ram? Did he? Because no, I've uh, I heard it called that before. It does. It does seem a very strange. You know, such a strange uh, a description of such a beautiful um, weapon. Mm. I suppose the battering ram is a weapon. That's what. Mm. And, and as you said, for those that are those that are hardened. Did you say hardened sinners? Or yeah, yeah, I can. I've got the book here, so I can literally just read this bit because okay. it literally says. Um, so Our Lady actually says, I want you to know that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has always been the angelic psalter, the angelic psalter, meaning the rosary. Yeah. And um, so, you know, even just that sentence alone is, is very powerful because well, the, it... The fact that she says we're in a war, we're in a battle. Yeah. I think... Uh, one of the problems that we have in the church today is that very few Catholics actually appreciate we are in a war. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they may think, oh, there's a struggle, maybe some political, you know, infighting inside the church and maybe some, you know, some some shenanigans going on and stuff. But this, this is not this is not true. This is something. Well, so I shouldn't say it's not true. It's far greater than we actually imagine or I think particularly in the West actually experience mm. because we're, we're in a kind of a desert and it's probably, I can't think of any worse place of fighting a war than in a desert, if you mm. think about it. But think well, of, I, sorry, think, I think, <laughs> I think, well, maybe not a desert. I mean, I, I understand in... in well, I mean, there's a spiritual desert because there's, there's so much, let's put it mildly, atheism, you could say, or agnosticism in in our society you know we're uh, as christians as catholics we're really kind of dismissed in fact there are many areas of society where we're actually excluded as you know we're being cleansed as it were although i don't see that that's a, a a good term to, to describe how we've been removed from the uh, mm. from the, 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 the 
I was going to say the marketplace. I, yeah, I, I see what you mean, and I think that it, it's it's more um, to do with relativism, which seems to be what the West is really suffering from. Um, and materialism, yeah. Yeah, and just being like, you know, this is my truth, and that's your truth, and you know, there is no truth, and you know, truth is whatever you want it to be. All these kind of typical sort of ideas are really really within the culture and i think one of the things that is also very apparent is that even and for maybe for some catholics and people that are practicing you know going through that spiritual desert is something that isn't necessarily a bad thing but i also think that some people are just spiritually dead um and that's probably the worst, ki- the worst kind of situation because you're not even, um, you don't even have that sort of guide spiritually to really exactly or urge to to do things or to to find out, um, you know, things to do with the faith or um, yeah. So in 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 and also I think people are very comfortable. <laughs> When you're comfortable, you don't want to move. You don't want to, you know, you're you're just content. You're happy to continue li- your life. Kind of cruising is the word, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so just to continue with this sentence, so this is therefore. This is what Our Lady is saying. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my psalter. That was it. Preach my psalter. So talk about the rosary. And this is also one of the reasons um, why um, I decided to really get these talks. But I will say that last year, my sister and I, we actually decided to do this and we managed to do it um, quite successfully. Uh, Both of us are teachers, so it was very helpful. I'm a language teacher and she's a maths teacher. So it really was very useful um, to be able to bounce those ideas and off of each other and think about, okay, what's important? Um, and to, to try and, you know, create um, and spark an interest um, without overdoing it <laughs> because, you know, you only need to give people like a little bit of a breadcrumb rather than, you know, a whole like hog roast to eat because some people will be absolutely... Uh, terrified by it oh, just too much i can't eat all of this you know just you know trying to get to the level where people at like, meet people where they're le- um, at the level where they're so at so what was what was the hook that you used to, to um to tease um the, the people what, what, what was the thing that's that's um you found most successful in actually stirring in interest um Because I mean, there there are there are loads of things. Obviously, there's sometimes there's images because we mm-hmm. we as human beings are have uh, have a, a love for beauty. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be music, it could be a visual image, a statue, or something. Yeah. Or it could be a thought, or it could be just a, you know. I think. I think just saying that we're going to be talking about the rosary, like it's many people know the rosary, and even people that don't pray it, they know what it is because. Yeah. I think even at one point in England, it was a fashion to wear a rosary um, among the young people. Um, but then I also think a lot of older people 
generally know what it is because they've learned about it in catechism. I think there was one very elderly gent gentleman, um, which actually struck me uh, quite a lot. He said at the end of the first talk he, um, that he was shocked that there was a story behind it because he thought he received a rosary in his catechism, pray that every single day. And he's done that mainly because he was told to do it. And, and you know, that's, again, it's sort of part of the routine. So he's done that. I think he's maybe 90-something now. But he never, ever considered that there was something behind it. There was something deeper. And I think... I like to say, well, this is exactly, this is exactly what I think your mum and I did. We... Mm -hmm. To. So I, I think it's a common way of actually communicating yeah. the rosary people. So this is important, so, so therefore we do it. Now, if somebody who you trust, who you can really rely on, says to you, do this because it's, it's really important, Good. then you do it. You don't necessarily look. Uh, but, question. But yeah. what you're doing is actually said, and this is why. Why, yeah. I think I'm a very why person. <laughs> it's like, so, but why am I doing this? I, I don't, you know... Um, I mean, I suppose I'm, I, I would say that, you know, generally people ask me to do things I can do it, but I've always asked why. And I think it's probably um, one of the greatest motivators, at least, at least what I've learned from teaching is, you know, when people understand why they're doing it, it really shapes their behavior. Whereas it's like, okay, well, I have to go to school and do this. And um, it's very hard to motivate people. But if they at least recognize well now i'm talking about teenagers which is another kettle of fish but you know to to help people to understand why they're doing something it can it gives color to everything that they're doing mm -hmm. and um because i suppose you could actually if you say well if, if you've been either advised or instructed that you must pray this rosary and you do it out of habit okay yeah. okay so you're doing it then maybe yeah. after a while something happens and you you don't do it or whatever and then you you get the habit of not doing it yeah and because you don't know why you were doing it in the first place yeah there's less likely that you're going to go back to actually doing it yeah no definitely okay um and now i'm just going to read a little bit about what exactly happened whilst he was preaching um because i, I don't want to get the words wrong it's really important so it says one minute very joe one minute at the very well, i tell you what okay. Um, Josephine, mm -hmm. the why question is very important. Takes and if you want to know why you're listening to the early show, it's because you are awake and you are alive to the truth, that you want to know something wonderful on this feast day, which is for the guardian angels, but also it's the beginning of October, which is the month of, our, of the rosary, and, and, and you're listening to the Crusade Channel. The last live radio station there is. Good morning, Chris. 
Crusaders, and thank you for that for the for the music, um, Mike. Most appreciated and very appropriate. You're listening to the early show, and I'm sitting in for Fiora de Marie, and this is the early show. And as today is the feast day of the guardian angels and the beginning of October, which is the month of Mary. I have a special guest, which we, who is speaking to her name's Josephine, and she happens, she just coincidentally happens to be my daughter, and she's doing some grand work, which I, which is, uh, uh, warms the cockles of my heart. And um, Josephine, we were just about to speak uh, of some important elements and developments, of, but, but what I would like to ask you, first of all, why the word rose in the rosary? So rosary means crown of roses or wreath of roses um, or garland of roses. And this is important because Our Lady has, has deemed that the rose is the queen of the flowers. And when you pray the rosary, you are making a crown of roses if you pray at least the, the three um, different mysteries, joyful, um, sorrowful, and glorious, then this signifies a crown of roses that's been made for Mary and Jesus. Mm-hmm. So just, I mean, that's a very nice image, I think. You just sort of pause and really visualize, visualize that mm-hmm. because it's, when you're praying something and you finished it, you, there's a crown of roses on Our Lady or on Jesus, and Jesus's head as a gift. As a gift, and these are heavenly roses, which means that they will last forever. Ah, there we so, go. So every rosary we say, yeah, has a permanence, has exactly. an eternity to it. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that, folks? Every rosary you say has an eternity. Mm. It will not be forgotten. It is a blessing to be able to do this and to, and in fact, to know this because, to be honest, when we finished, when I finished praying the rosary, I I never really thought this is treasure in heaven because yeah. everything we do uh, that, that creates treasure in heaven is has a permanence, mm. and that's you know, that's this is what our life is for, really. Mm. Sorry, James. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's something that's very um, it's, it's 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 very beautiful, and I'm gonna just move on to to finish the part of the story that I um, was explaining. So at the beginning of his sermon this is saint dominic an appalling storm broke out the earth shook the sun was darkened and there was so much thunder and lightning that all were very afraid the people that were listening to saint dominic even greater was their fear when looking at a picture of our lady exposed in a prominent place they saw her raise her arms to heaven three times to call down god's vengeance upon them if they failed to convert to amend their lives and seek the protection of the holy mother of god so even just 
that's even just this this yeah. paragraph here as well you know it's 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 saying our lady who's asked who's basically allowing god's vengeance upon upon them and i think i think this is really important because she's our heavenly mother and everyone i imagine has a mom or is a mom well not everyone's is mom but everyone's had a mom or has had their mom um and some people are mums or grandmums or even godmothers <laughs> so the these people want the best for us and we know that that mothers are so self-sacrificing they do so much for us i, I know that my mom has done so much for me and in order for us to get to god we need to have a relationship with our lady we need to have that lifeline from her but in this little paragraph it's telling us you know mary is says calling is asking allowing god no not allowing god <laughs> but it says you know to, she's she's saying you know okay She's communicating to, to the to the to the Trinity because she has that privileged position. She can she can present us as better than we are, maybe. <laughs> Basically, or, or at least really plead on our behalf, just like our mothers. You know, they want us. They want the best for us. Yeah. So, and if we want something, we're going to go to our mum more than our dad because <laughs> mum's mum. Yeah. Um, I've, so, I've noticed that with ten children. Yeah, you notice that. Um, yeah, Nine what children. you're saying is true. <laughs> Nine children. <laughs> what did I say? Ten. <laughs> did I? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yes, so it it would seem, I may be wrong, but it would seem that even Mary has been in this event to allow God to call down vengeance. Uh, but there's an if, so it's not do it, it our lady isn't saying just do it she's saying if they fail to convert to amend their lives and seek the protection of her um but then it goes on to say god wished by means of these supernatural phenomena to spread the new devotion of the holy rosary and to make it more widely known so um yeah so so that is the that is the the story and it says after that, you know, St. Dominic went on to, to preach it, the storm changed, and he did it with such compellingness that almost everyone in Toulouse, in front, renounced their false beliefs and changed their ways. And it actually led to a change in the complete civilization the of that those people so yeah. it's a combination then really yeah. it's a combination obviously st dominic's um spirituality personality or whatever yeah but the fact that there was also a situation i.e this thunderstorm which, yeah. which, which, which reminds me of the scriptures where the the, the um the mountain was uh, um uh moses had gone up to the mountain and there was all this fire and, and people said listen you speak to you speak to the lord and you know and uh, and, and mm -hmm. don't like the way he speaks speaks a bit rough uh -huh. you can say our lady through saint dominic uh -huh. in this storm enabled them got their attention the storm got their attention yeah and dominic presented them 
basically with the truth. Yes. You know, this nonsense that they would deal with, they're talking about these two principles, yeah. a good a, a, a spirit and a physical, and, okay. death and which were in conflict, was, was just that. It was nonsense. Yeah. It obviously didn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, it doesn't make sense yeah. to me, but... Yeah. Okay, so that was so, one. And then um, something else that also uh, led me to want to put on these talks and something that I wanted everyone to know is there's actually a page, uh, page 112 in The Secret of the Rosary, and it talks about group recitation, and it gives you a list of reasons why you should pray the rosary in a group. I've heard quite a few people say, you know, I, I tried to pray the rosary by myself and I ended up falling asleep. And that's, it's, it seems to be a very common thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this way of group recitation is very, uh, it's very useful, <laughs> well, I suppose. Also, it, it helps, I, personally, I think it, it helps because you're, you're, one, you have to stay awake. I mean, okay, people can not off. But, but you're actually handing over. If somebody says the Hail Mary, mm -hmm. the other says the Holy Mary. Exactly. Somebody leads, you know, either the with the Our Father or the mm -hmm. Glory, whatever, you know. It, yeah. There's this... Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I also think this is, this, this is the power of prayer. And I think this is probably one of the things that we... Well, at least I think I've, I've learnt a bit more... Um, that you know the power of prayer is it, it, it does it, it, it reaches God as, and especially in a group um, so uh, just going to to one of the sort of list of reasons there are five but I'm going to only talk about maybe two um, depending yeah so I think this this main one um Sorry, number two. So it says, when we pray in common, the prayer of each one belongs to us all. And these make but one great prayer together. So, yeah, so that if one person is not praying well, someone else in the same gathering who prays better may make up for his deficiency. Okay, okay so you're... you're so, yeah, because you're working... Maybe you're spiritually working as a team, even though you may not be consciously mm. aware of it. Yeah. So, that, well, that's that's very really, that's very really useful. Mm. And though. and even it it makes me think of when everyone says, you know, we are as strong as our weakest link. Yeah. In this case, it's, it's the complete opposite, opposite. Yeah. because it's even if someone isn't praying well, someone who is is going to make up for that, mm -hmm. which is you know it's uh, amazing in in itself. And it continues to say in this way. Those who are strong uphold the weak. Those who are fervent inspire the lukewarm. The rich enrich the poor. The bad are counted as good. Of course, so, you're in the company. Of good good, people good. who are praying well. So... Um, this really, this really <laughs> reminds me of, of when our Lord sent the, uh, the apostles out two by two. Yeah. Because at, at some points, one of them may feel weak yeah. and the other one be strong so yeah. they have that and one of them and, and, and all aspects yeah. one may be hungry and the other mm -hmm. one may be fasting you know so you have this because there's two uh obviously two people that are 
with the same objective to announce yeah. good news, mm -hmm. you know, when one is not up to it and when one's feeling very enthusiastic, maybe a bit too enthusiastic, yeah. the other one kind of gives that um, equilibrium, so it's that balance to the yeah. to, to the work that they're doing, and this is this is spiritual work. You know, announcing the good news is spiritual work. As, as, as I was saying before, it was, um, mm. you know, uh, um, treasure in heaven. Okay, so just just hold on before you do the last one. Well, I just want to, just in case you've just, just tuned in, this is the early show, and I'm sitting in for Fiorella Demarie, and we're speaking today with Josephine, who's, telling, who's talking to us about the book, um, of Louise, St. Louis de Montfort, mm. The Treasures of the Rosary, is it? The, no, the, the Secret. The, sorry, the Secret. <laughs> well, the Hello, uh, and welcome to another episode of Frying with Tommy. People it's secrets. that time of the anyway, year again. You're listening to the early No, show. it's not pumpkin um, spice season. And it's spooky season. season. And no the, Halloween the, party the, is complete the, without some pulled chupacabra. What do you mean you've never had chupacabra before? Don't worry, neither had I. Until I was hanging out with my friend Lou the Rougarou. One night many moons ago, I was hanging out on his back porch when all of a sudden a chupacabra walked onto his backyard. He looked at me. Hey, dude, have you ever had some chupacabra before? And of course I told him, I've never had chupacabra. That's the first chupacabra I've ever seen. A few minutes later, who's um, back? I seen him add now? some salt and pepper. Think, That's I when I gave him the, that eye. Political situation you really just going to do just salt and pepper? In, Who goes, what else I'm going to add? And I whipped out that I bottle exactly of Mike Church's Beast and Bug Rub out of my fanny pack And I told Lou, I said, this secret blend of sugar, herbs, and spice makes everything taste heavenly. So Lou started pouring until his ancestors told him to stop. And about an hour or two later, we both bit into that pool. Chupacabra taco. So take it from me and my friend Lou the Rougarou. Ditch the pumpkin spice. Go to shop.mikechurch.com. Get you a bottle of the beast and bug rub. That's shop.mikechurch.com. The Crusade Channel On Demand presents the Deliver Us From Evil tapes. The series featuring former NYPD Sergeant Ralph Sarchi. DeFeo remains incarcerated to this day, but his actions that night and the events that occurred before and after have led the incident to become the most famous ghost story in American history. The Deliver Us From Evil tapes. The series featuring Ralph Sarchi. Real-life stories of the battle against the underworld, demons, and the people they prowl the world looking to ruin. Exclusively on the Crusade Channel. Listen or download the Deliver Us From Evil tapes, Piercing Truth, the Mike Church Show compilations, Mike's feature recordings, and hundreds of other titles in the Crusade Channel On Demand store at crusadechannel.com. From JFK to Fulton Sheen to Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump, the greatest speeches of modern times are now playing, remastered in crystal clear stereo at crusademax.com. 
Hey, Crusaders, it's the King Dude announcing the Founders Trading Post Trading Points Rewards Program. We want to reward you for your loyalty. Here's how it works. You earn trading points with every product purchased. Plus, you can earn optional points for your first order or even signing up for a new account. You can also earn bonus points for spending 100 bucks or 200 bucks or more. You also get bonus points for leaving a product review or shopping during special promotion. Best of all, sign up is easy. If you already have a Founders Pass account, you're already signed up. If you don't, there is great news for you. You sign up today, we'll give you 500 bonus points. The Founders Trading Post Trading Points Rewards Program. It's our way of saying thank you for shopping with us and not the rainbow flag waivers at Amazon or eBay. Get started today by logging into your account at MikeChurch.com forward slash shop. Happy fall, y'all. Hi, I'm Barbara Dooley, and it's that time of year again. Football is starting, the leaves are falling, pumpkin spice and everything nice. And you know what that means. It's the perfect time to trade in your vehicle and purchase a new one from my friends at Bulldog Kia. During Bulldog Kia's year-end kickoff sales event, get a brand new 2024 Kia Telluride or an all-new 2024 Kia Sportage, both with sharp new styling and plenty of advanced features. And when you shop at Bulldog Kia, you can get your new Kia delivered straight to your driveway with their free home delivery service. Buying from Bulldog Kia just makes sense. So visit them online at bulldogkia.com. And remember, we'll see ya at Bulldog Kia. Must take delivery by October 31st, 2023. Free home delivery up to 150 miles. Dealer retains all incentives and rebates. See dealer for details. Hey folks, if I ask you to do me a favor, matter of fact, if I ask you to do all of us here on the Crusade Channel a favor, would you do it? Oh, I think that you would, wouldn't you? This is a pixel. I'm Groot. Now, if you put a couple um, of million of these dudes... listening to the Crusade Channel, you need to go and organize prayer events, whether they're in your home or on the streets, in the, I don't know, in the, wherever. You need to do that because it, you can multiply your effectiveness at appealing to Our Lady, calling on your angels, doing the things that you know has a permanence mm. and a goodness for your soul and your salvation. Mm. You heard it here on the Mike Churchill. Multiply your <laughs> prayers. Yeah. So this is why when I read that, I was thinking, right, you need to find the holiest person you know and <laughs> pray the rosary with them always. Because they will help you definitely. <laughs> or at least if if a holy rose if a holy person says, you know, let's pray the rosary, do not say no. <laughs> um so um yeah, no, I mean do we have time for one more or I mean okay, if you wanted yeah, to talk about something more. else? No, no, you can okay. do that last one and then that's... Um... Yeah, so uh, this one, I'd say, as it sort of reinforces the idea, public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to appease the anger of God and call down his mercy. To call, Yeah, and call down his mercy and Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer in times of public tragedy and suffering. And we are definitely in times of public tragedy and <laughs> suffering. suffering. Yes, it's true. So, yeah, I, I really 
yeah this is one of the reasons another reason why i decided you know more people need to understand about the rosary and exploring that why will encourage people to do okay, it so, rather than just saying do this so when you um you know finish this this um i won't call it a course but this um series of uh, of uh, in- informative i'll call it a course because it's easier mm-hmm. um what do, where do you see it going or you going as far as that is concerned it's um, a good question i don't know <laughs> um because it may be the opportunity you know, and we're in we're here in swaffham mm. uh, 16 miles from walsingham and there's a there's a town here there aren't many catholics here but we could actually maybe do something in the town because i'm all for public prayer because it gives us there's many reasons we want i want to go to them but i think public prayer is very good and if we could do something um on that in town it would be advantageous and i think everybody should be considering doing things like this we have this freedom I, mean, I think when it, in China they don't have this freedom they can't do that but I don't when it says public prayer I think it's more to talk do to do with doing it in groups so even just in a church is 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 you know is it's very good but to pray in well you're talking about public as in going out into the streets mm-hmm. but um you're a, and just, you're a little shy <laughs> 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 Listen, I've, I've, she's been out with me on many, many of these the events that I've, I've, uh, I've organised, and um, it's, it, it, some of my children have had it find it quite daunting. Um, but usually, as I'm organising, I don't get to notice these things. But, uh, but I, when I talk to her about it, 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 I can see it has been a bit of a challenge. It's a bit of a challenge. Um, as you you know, I uh, all of you I think know that my love for the rosary is has brought me out onto the streets to do this. And one of the things that we do is the I hope. And I, I my brother coined uh, coined wrote a prayer for that, and it was to to help with the devotion to the five uh, sort of first five Saturdays, um, and. If you don't know what the first five Saturdays, you know what the five. I tell you, why don't you talk about the, the first five Saturdays, Josephine, and we can um, we'll maybe speak of this prayer afterwards because we've only got a few minutes, maybe ten minutes, mm-hmm. if that, of the show left. Yes. And just before you go, you can yeah. get your thoughts together. I'll yeah. just remind you, you're listening to the early show on the Crusade Channel. I'm Joe Clovis, sitting in for Fiorella de Marie. And we're talking about, on this day of the, the, the Guardian Angels, we're speaking about um, the uh, October, October being the month of Our Lady and our, of, of the Rosary, which, which we will be discussing here. And what we can do to put, to create treasure or put treasure in heaven for ourselves and for our family, our, in, in, in multiplying our prayers is something we learned that we can do and which gives a permanence and eternity to our efforts to the to these treasures in heaven so josephine the first five saturday devotion mm. um from what i remember <laughs> um, we, did, we didn't rehearse this we didn't say beforehand <laughs> that we were going to talk about this so yeah but um <laughs> 
Well, I know with the first uh, first five Saturdays devotion is it's the first Saturday of each month. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go to mass to receive our Lord um, confession, which is if I remember correctly, it's eight days either side, so either before or after, right. and also confession, and then you pray the rosary. This doesn't have to happen in this order, but you need to be doing this. But if you are doing this on a regular, um, in a regular routine, um, then it should very you should easily be able to sort of fall into to practicing the the devotion. So yeah, so you go to mass, uh, pray the rosary, go to confession, fifteen minutes adoration, and and then. Uh, yes, and also this is something that I think a couple of people have maybe misinterpreted, uh, at least I did, and that was the 15 minutes extra just con- just contemplating um, either one of the mysteries of the rosary or or all of them. Um, this is, an, yeah, an extra 15 minutes that you need to do as part of this devotion. Um that doesn't include the rosary. So you need to say the rosary and you need to do this 15 minutes um, meditation. So I think And, that's and the it. devotion itself is, when you do this, it is for... Well, it's just meditating on on no, any no, of the, the mysteries. Whole de- the whole devotion, the whole thing, you know, on, on, on Saturday. Yeah. What is the objective of, of it? Um, I suppose it could be your own, you could have your, your own objectives in there. Yeah. It could be for things that you wish to happen in your life, in yeah. your friends or family, members of the family. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's an expression of love. It's a deep Definitely. expression of love and commitments and, mm-hmm. and focus because I think in in many respects we can get so bogged down or not bogged down or distracted by what's happening yeah. in the world this is kind of a, like an anchor it so you, okay mm. you know um but there are there are some special um uh, graces that come from uh, and blessings that come from mm. the uh but why 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 is this what's the point of this devotion i, I wasn't i'm not sure <laughs> what why what's the why for it Actually, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to go into that. This is obviously a very um, beneficial. Detailed reason. I'm on. I'm on tomorrow, folks. So don't don't get up to listen to Fiera. You come to listen to me because I'm absolutely for tomorrow. So we can talk about the actual devotion for that tomorrow. Although I've got a couple of other things to talk about. Hey, with me. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. But there's something I'd really like to. Just to, um, I'd like really like to go through this prayer of reparation. It's for the first um, Saturday devotion. It's mm-hmm. an act of reparation for the Immaculate Heart of Mary, because mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh yes. Us, yeah, all of us know. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to reveal it now. Then <laughs> that Our Lady has been uh, Immaculate Heart has been. What's the word? Has been attacked. And her, her, her virginity, her, the immaculate conception, so many things, and, so, and, I've, and I've heard so many really horrible things, which I am not going to account here, but so many horrible things that have been said about Our Lady, and sadly, the worst ones have come from Jewish people uh, and, and some Jewish literature that I've read. Um, surprisingly, and I say surprisingly for me, the, the Islam or the Muslims have a 
have a, respect. A, a huge respect and love for mm. Our Lady, which... And actually up here in Walsingham, I've actually read that Muslims and I think Buddhists do come to Walsingham Shrine. They actually do come. Yeah. Which yeah. again is shocking, but... Okay, I'll, I'll just read this prayer. Holy Mary, at Fatima, you made clear to us the dangers threatening us individually and our world because of our infidelities, our broken baptismal promises, our rebellion against the law of God. In your maternal concern for our salvation, you offered in your Holy Rosary and in the devotion of the five first Saturdays, the means and promised help for us to return to a genuine love of God. But these means we have neglected and even rejected. We now see the error of our ways and beg you, O Holy Virgin of Fatima and Mother of Mercy, not to abandon us, your children, whom you received at the foot of the cross of your divine Son. I promise with the help of your maternal intercession, O oh, my most sorrowful mother, to reform my life, to pray devoutly and daily the Holy Rosary, to observe the devotion of the five, of the five first Saturdays, finally and to make reparation, faithfully, and to make reparation for the offenses against your Immaculate Heart. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. I'm going to put this in the um, in the chat room, actually. So, if anybody wishes to um, recite this prayer, I mean, you're more than welcome to print it out and do do you know. Um, no, oh, it's not gone in. That's a shame. It's not uploaded. Oh, okay, here it is. It's in the chat room now, folks. But also with this, what I've what I've actually done is that I've I've, I've increased. I've been trying to increase the number of roses that are being said, and I've. Written, have produced a card, and on this card it has the prayer on the back, but it has a beautiful picture of Our Lady, and uh, and her immaculate heart, um, and it's it says, I promise, O Holy Virgin of Fatima, one, to pray the Rosary every day for an end to the culture of death, two, to observe the devotion of the first Saturdays, three, to buy a Rosary each month have it blessed, and to give it to someone new in an, with an invitation for them to undertake this promise. And this is the promise, to pray the rosary each day, mm. to observe the first Saturdays, and to buy a rosary. So, listeners, if you can do that, if you can do that each month, just buy one rosary and follow these things, pray the rosary every day. And do this devotion to the first Saturdays. You will see, well, your life, I, you will be blessed. One way or the other, whether it's here on earth or in heaven, you'll be blessed. And you will increase the number of people that have this devotion. And we can create this treasure in heaven for you and for the community, for your family, friends, and even for for. Crusade Channel listeners. And if you want to do more, then you can actually chip in some money into the Crusade Channel. Click that button and make a donation. But the, but the real donation is this 
devotion to Our Lady, to Our Lady of Fatima. So, Josephine, it's um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I'm not wrapping the show up just yet. It's just been a pleasure, and and and, and uh, I've not. I, I speak to my daughter. Obviously, she lives with me, but we don't speak like this, do we? <laughs> I think we should. I think as a family, maybe we should, you know, just speak about something. This is a very good. And, and you listeners, you can do the same. Speak to your your your, your family about devotions to Rosie, or speak to you about events that are from Scripture, or speak. Just have these conversations, um, because what it does, it deepens it deepens our understanding, our awareness of the 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 wonders, the beauty, the generosity of God, the 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 life that we could and should be leading, the things that really are important in life. I mean, I know there's loads of other things going on, there's all the technology going on, there's a lot of politics, there's war, there's all of these things, but you know what? Most of those things we can do very little about. So let us actually do things that we that will make a difference and are within our purview because this is where we can generate the treasure in heaven that we so need and our family and friends need. And the Crusade Channel. Do you pray for the Crusade Channel? Because it's one of those, I mean, Mike, I think, has been very, very lucky that he hasn't been hunted down. And, and for some of the things that he and some of the other um, speakers like Mike Parrott say, but the fact is you've not. And you, we can get this message out and speak of what is really important and driving our society, or at least not driving our society, but elevating our society to, to what is good and what is necessary for us to be whom God has created us to be. We are being created for, we are, we are created for heaven. There's no doubt about that. But there's no guarantee we're going to get there unless we make the effort. The Lord has given us, and he's given us our lady, but the Lord has given us all we need to achieve this. But we have to enact it. We have to put it in into action daily, into actions daily. It is, this is very important. I know we got to eat. I know we got to put petrol in the car or diesel, as you say, in the States. Uh, not diesel, uh, gas. gas. Gas, you say, in the States. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to feed the dog. You got to, yeah, okay. These things are, 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 are you know, relatively important and, and and very necessary. But if we do them with a spirit and in a spirit of love, and we're doing them because this is um, what we're called to do, then yes, it, 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 that itself is a prayer. I mean, when you're changing, I was going to say changing nappies because I, you know, but when you're changing. <laughs> Uh, nappies or diapers? What? Well, in America, diapers. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should know that because Mike always talks about putting those diapers on your face, you know, because of the corona, corona bug and whatever. But anyway, <laughs> that, that image really kind of um, is, is, is very profound. Anyway, let's get away from that image. Let's, let's speak about the beauty of Our Lady and what she has done, what she has done for us to enter into heaven. You know, it obviously is good to talk, but it's also good to contemplate, contemplate the wonders that Our Lady has enabled us to to benefit from. You know, when we see when we when we when we see a picture of Our Lady, even if it's Our Lady, I mean, this the name of the parish here is Our Lady of Our Lady of Pity, 
And the, my previous parish was Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, maybe our Lord's trying to tell me something here. But, um, you know, her face in those in those statues and those paintings is, is very serious. And as she looks down, uh, looks down on us. And because she wants the best for us, like any mother. I mean, we... We recently lost somebody, in fact, my wife lost her mother very recently, and there has been a sadness that has um, that has engulfed us. Um, she was living with us, and um, but you know what? She had a she had a uh, the, 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 when she died. It was it was quite it was very touching for us because we were we'd had some good some very good times immediately before. And um, when I consider Our Lady, how she looks on us in these times when things uh, are, are very difficult in our society, and I do see with all the abortion, with all these trans nonsense, with the child trafficking and all that, she's looking down on us even in those situations and trying to call us to her because she is the way. She said, as we know, we all know in scripture, she said to the last, her last words while she was here on earth, um, you know, was that she said to the servants. Three minutes, Joe, three minutes. She, she said to the servants at the wedding um, of Cana, do whatever he tells you. These were the last words of Our Lady recorded in scriptures. And anybody, anybody who wants to do our Lord's bidding, anybody, she's encouraging you. She's telling you. One of the things that, that, that strikes me about, you know, other, other, other Christian faiths who don't have this love for Our Lady, um, because they think we worship her which we don't, 